Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Game Changer Podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I am your host, and for the first time, I am recording from India. I hope you have been catching some of my Snapchats or Facebook posts or Instagram, Twitter. I have tried to post a few things there, giving you some highlights or pictures, whether it's about the journey getting here or some of the photos actually from One World Academy. The place is absolutely magical. We got to do a sunrise yoga class yesterday, and it was absolutely fantastic. So hopefully you have a chance to jump over to those. I will continue to post there over the next few weeks so that you can continue along on my journey with me. But I want to take this episode to talk about what a meditation practice is and what it's not, as this is a retreat that is designed not only in meditation on the first half, it's a transformative meditation practice really in an experience, and then the second half is a meditation instructor training. But usually when people hear that or the question that I get asked or comments about meditation typically are things around, I can't do that, my mind races too much, there's just no way, that's just not something that will ever work for me. And by the way, what would it matter anyway? What is the big difference that you get? So I'm going to address both of those. First of all, starting a meditation practice, if you think that anybody who meditates has any less of a monkey mind running through, chattering constantly, you're kidding yourself. At, at any point, I don't care if you've been doing this for one years, 10 years, 20 years, well, maybe if you're a monk, maybe that's a whole different ballgame. I'm certainly not one, and I, I couldn't speak to that. But I can tell you that this training your mind to slow down, to not entertain the chaos and the noise does take work. And it's for every one of us that this is a constant practice. That's why it's called a practice. I'm going to give you a highlight into mine yesterday. Yesterday was a, we had probably 20 minutes where during this 20 minutes, I thought, oh, I wish that my brain right now could be live wired to this podcast so you could hear what goes on with me. I'm going to park that for just a second. The purpose and the point of meditation it's not that in a week or in a month or in a year, you're going to have, well, maybe you will. Let me qualify that. Maybe you will. Some lightning bolt of an epiphany and the heavens open and a ray of sunlight comes in and, you know, you hear harps playing and doves flying and some magical experience. Maybe that absolutely happens. But for the majority, the experience is such that over time, you realize your reaction and hopefully your response better than reaction, to situations, events, and people changes. You don't react so harshly or so sharply. Anger diminishes. The things that you used to think about or run through your mind repetitively or obsessively also starts to diminish. And so it's over time you realize that you are becoming somebody with less sharper edges more calm, more reasonable, and see things with more clarity than what you did before effortlessly. And it's not that in your conscious mind, you have to stop and think, okay, don't react now. Don't freak out. What's a better way to handle this? You just do. That is what I would say is the greatest benefit to a meditation practice, as well as just having the benefit of the time of a certain period of time every day, stopping the input of noise around you, whether that's other people, television, radio, the internet, fill in the blank. 
It is time away from all of that chatter that I can promise you, your brain, your mind, your psyche, your soul, your spirit craves. Now, let me get back to meditation. And when people say, oh, I just can't quiet my mind. So there's no way I won't even bother. Every time I try, you know, one or two minutes in, I just stop because it's too crazy. Let me just give you a glimpse into my yesterday. So we're sitting in meditation. Now, mind you, to this point, I have had very little sleep. Jet lag, I've, I've tried everything, walking on the beach, you know, laying out in the sun. I've tried everything to try to reground to Earth's energy to get me back to center, which really hasn't worked. So as of last night, I went to sleep at about eight o'clock at night here, woke up at midnight, and I was just up. Thankfully, there's a laptop and power and Netflix, and I got to watch really three amazing movies last night. But anyway, outside of that, suffice to say that by yesterday's practice, in three days, I was working on probably cumulative of eight hours. Definitely one of my better meditation practices. Sitting there in the 20 minutes, here's a typical closing my eyes, focusing on my breath. Wow, I'm really tired. I would really love to sleep right now. I wonder if I could just get into a position with my eyes closed that without falling over, I could, I could just get a little bit of sleep right now. If I could do anything right now, actually, you know what I love? I love to have pizza. Speaking of pizza, I wonder why people put broccoli on pizza. That is the, I'm a vegetarian and I don't even like broccoli on pizza. Scallops. Has anybody ever put scallops on pizza? I've never seen that as an option. I wonder if that would be something interesting. You know what I really wonder is right now, I wonder how long the line is at the Matterhorn at Disneyland. If I was there, I wonder if it's raining right now in California. Man, here's what's weird. I moved from Seattle to California. California has not had rain for what, I don't know, five or 10 years, this claim that they're in a drought. And literally, I think it's rained the majority of the time that I've been there. In, in a month alone, in December, more rain they've ever had on any December in record. I think the drought is about gone. Speaking of droughts, what in the world is going on around here that the only thing we get to have is water and tea? Why wouldn't it be great to have like a Snapple? When was the last time I even had a Snapple? I don't even know why I'm thinking about a Snapple right now. Even if they had Snapple here, I don't even think I would buy one. But you know what I would buy? Here's one thing I would buy is a really cool outfit that I could wear here so that I look like I fit in a lot more with the Indian culture. Speaking of culture, you know what I need to do? I need to start a lot more rituals and practices in my day that have you know, like a tea ceremony. What is that about? I'm going to buy a book on tea ceremonies on Amazon. I think when I go back, I'm going to do that right now. Uh, but then it's going to get there too soon. It's going to sit on my porch and it's going to rain and the box is going to get wet. Hey, hang on a second. I should be focusing on my breath right now. Where'd that go? What am I doing right now? Oh yeah, focus on my breath. Okay. I don't know how long that little episode was maybe a minute or two, that's a meditation practice. If you have an expectation that you are going to drop into some dead zone of a Zen moment where absolutely nothing is happening, and I will tell you it does happen, but this right here is the reality. And what you're getting to is more often that message of, oh yeah, come back to my breath. Focus, six counts, inhale, hold, exhale to 12 counts. And the more you can do that and regroup, the more during your day, when that chatter is going on and your mind is racing, you can go back and say, oh, that's right. Go back and breathe. Actually, this really doesn't matter. So I would encourage you in 2017 of the things that you are adding in, 
if meditation, if quiet time, if stepping away from your world is not on your list, please add it in. Now, I do want to relay a story that was told on day one, which was day before yesterday here, because it was a story that was told and she referenced this story throughout the day as a, as a touch point on how we all are in our life or how most of us are anyway. And in an area to avoid or in an area to recognize, that's really a better way of saying it, in an area to recognize of how we show up, that it really doesn't serve any of us at all. I'm going to tell you the story. What's interesting is this story is a story that I told when I gave a tapping class. This is a few years ago, tapping or uh, EFT, emotional freedom technique. I told this exact same story because it, it highlights what we do in life, that when you recognize it or realize it, that's the time that you can put an end to it. So without further ado, here's that story. There are two monks walking down a road. They're on their way to a temple that let's say is about 10 miles away. And as they're walking through this journey, and these two have known each other for decades, really very good friends, they come across a woman sitting by the side of the road. And as they approach her, she says, I'm trying to get just to the next village, but I'm so tired. My legs just won't carry me. It's only about a mile up the road. Would you please carry me? And one of the monks without hesitation says, sure, I will gather your things. She puts them in her arms. He picks her up and literally carries her for the next mile. It's very hot this day. The sun is beating down. It's dusty. Nonetheless, without complaining or saying anything, carries her for that mile. They get to that village, sets her down and says, here you go. Are you good now? And she says, yes, thank you so very much. Peace on your travels. And they keep walking. They walk in silence for about another five or six miles. Quite a bit of time has gone by, and the other monk finally breaks the silence and says, why did you pick her up and carry her? And startled, breaking the silence, he looks at him and he says, I, what do you mean? Why did I? She asked to be carried. And he said, yes, I know. She said that she was too tired and couldn't walk. Yet at the point that you put her down, the village she was walking to was still another mile or two away. You very well saw her pick up her belongings, get up and walk toward that village. I think she was just lazy. I don't think she was too tired. She was just, she could have walked that mile. But every time somebody comes by and she asks for help and they just give it, she's never going to do anything for herself. You had to have seen that. And he said, well, actually, I didn't see that. I heard her asking for help. It was some help that I could offer. So I did. That's what I saw. That's how I saw that whole thing play out. And he goes, well, I think you should revisit that. I can't believe that you carried her that way. That did not serve her at all. And a few minutes went by as they kept walking and the monk, the other monk, the one that had carried her looked at him and said, I think the real question here is I chose to carry her for one mile. Why have you been choosing to carry her for the last six miles. And truly that is the point in life. It is amazing the things we choose to hang on to in query, in questioning, in judgment, in wondering why this or that, or why did somebody have an agenda or why did you do this? Or maybe you should have done that. And that other monk literally for five or six miles had nothing else on his mind, but questioning the actions and the intention and the agenda of not only the other monk, but then this other woman that, by the way, had nothing to do with him in his life, nothing at all. Yet he had been carrying that for miles on end. And how many of us do that on a regular basis? One of the 
many blessings of meditation when you're sitting here, whether you're contemplating broccoli on pizza or a line at the Matterhorn or whether or not it's raining, is a thought, why am I even thinking about this or that? Why am I even carrying this with me? It has no consequence on my life. It doesn't serve me at all. And when we can do that in a practice, in reflection, over time, we will do that in real time as it's happening. As it's happening and your mind is racing about nonsensical things that have nothing to do with you and absolutely no gain to your purpose, plan, or intention in life, in real time, you can say, this is about as relevant what somebody else did for someone else as it is why anybody puts broccoli on pizza. There is no relevance. Let it go. And the more we can do that and we can quicken that so that our thoughts are productive of things that matter, that hold meaning, that are going to make a difference in our life. Imagine 10x in your life, thinking about, meditating about what truly matters, the things that can help you contribute in a much more significant way in life as you go forward, which is why we're all here. So with that, there's a little bit of a snippet into some things that have happened here. It's only been the first couple of days. We have another three days, I believe, if I'm counting correctly, for the transformational part of this and then on to yoga teacher training. And I will be putting out a couple of more episodes while I'm here to give you some more highlights or insight so that you can get a glimpse of to what a retreat like this is and what it's absolutely not hopefully to encourage you to step out of your comfort zone. If you haven't ever done something like this, I hope this is a year that you consider going to retreat, getting away from your setting, getting away from the people you live with, the people you work with, whatever your environment is, to really gain perspective on what truly matters to you without all that noise from your external world. I truly do appreciate you listening. As I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, you can catch some pictures of what has been going on here on my journey, and I will continue to post over the upcoming weeks on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now before I completely wrap up, as you know, we end these episodes with a pet of the week. And I would like to add that the pets that have been highlighted for one reason or another, maybe it's just the attention that has been being given them to the universe and fantastic people like you who are stepping up, but they all have been adopted, which is absolutely fantastic. With that, we have a pair this week that are absolutely gorgeous animals. They are Spike and Bella. An affectionate bonded pair who have lots of cuddles ready to give their new family. They love to play, go for walks, but most of all, they just love being loved by you. They would both enjoy going to training where they can learn and bond with you. They're very social and friendly dogs that would be a great addition to an active family. Please help Spike and Bella find their forever loving home that they deserve together. Spike is a six-year-old Rottweiler mix who's a male and Bella who is um, also spayed and is a pit bull, obviously is a female, and is uh, absolutely gorgeous. So they both can be found. You can jump on a link on my website to the Orange County Pet or Animal Care Center. Absolutely fabulous place. Again, if you don't live in Orange County or this is too far away, hopefully this inspires you to make a difference in some way in someone's life, whether that be a friend, a stranger, an animal that may need a home that you can truly change the future of so many people, pets, the environment, so many different ways. If you just stop and think today, 
today before I go any further? What is the way that I am going to contribute and make a difference? I know that's why you're listening. I appreciate you immensely. Thank you as always for listening to the Game Changer Podcast. Podcast.